Welcome to Pastors with Pour Overs, conversations about coffee and the Christian faith. Hello, thank you for joining us. It's good to see you. It's been so long. My name is Kyle. I am a pastor and church planter in British Columbia. Yes, uh, I'm Cody. I am also a pastor and church planter in British Columbia. I enjoy seeing everyone every week. I just wanted yeah. to vocalize that. I, I enjoy all the people I can see as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Um, Cody, what is this uh, medicine that we have on the table today? This is the, hear my air quotes, audio listeners. This is the viral sensation Taking the internet by storm. Javi. Does it say that on the, the bottle? No, that's what that, their email said when no. I complained about it taking like three months to get here. <laughs> like, we are sorry about the delay, but after becoming a viral sensation and taking the internet by storm, it's hard to keep up with orders. Wow, but I have high expectations for this now. Is it, I, I haven't um, read anything on here because you said you wanted to read yeah. it for me. But I am reading right now that it's 100% Arabica and wow. artisan roasted, whatever that Both means. Both of which mean basically nothing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's, Arabica just means coffee, basically. Yeah. And artisan roast, like anything. Like I've had artisan grilled cheese, and I will tell you it's exactly the same as when I make it at home. However. <laughs> you should start a grilled cheese business then. I will. <laughs> Hey, I am the grilled cheese master at the cafe. That's true. I've yeah. perfected our technique. So it doesn't say much about anything. It looks cool. There's 30 servings in a bottle. So basically how it works, yeah, microdose, I don't know what that means. Um, Liquid microdose I'm guessing coffee. it's kind of like a really strong, like a really concentrated cold brew. It does say, warning. Javi microdose is a highly concentrated coffee liquid. Use small doses only. So that's exciting. And it says 100 milligrams per serving, but it says use one to two teaspoons. And I don't know if one teaspoon is a serving or if two is. Uh, I use two. 30 servings in a bottle. Yeah, there's just... Hmm. Okay. But, but one to two uh, teaspoons uh, of microdose and mix it with your favorite liquid for a perfect cup of coffee. Yeah. So in their advertising, everyone's like pouring it on basically <laughs> ice cream. Yeah. Like it's it's like mix it with your favorite liquid. Like what if my favorite liquid is like Mountain Dew? <laughs> I just like throw this in Mountain Dew and have the perfect cup of coffee. That's I feel so like funny. Mountain Dew. We let's. We're going to edit that out, and we will sell that idea to Mountain Dew. So anyways, we, have, we haven't <laughs> tried it yet, so I'm excited to try it on air because I, I don't know what to expect. I give it a sniff. Well, as I was dropping the teaspoons into the hot water. Do you so mean bit, dropping it like it's hot slash cold? Because yeah. that's what it says on the that's, bottle. That's how you viral market. <laughs> as I was dropping it into the hot water, some of it spilt on my arm, and when I went to wipe it off, I went... Wow, that smells really bad. I'm so nervous right now. I haven't even smelt it or anything. So um, here we go. What what notes are you getting from a smell? From a smell? I'm getting really old rubber and caramel. I'm so scared right now.
That is hot water. Yeah, it's not like it, it doesn't even taste. It doesn't taste like anything. anything. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Almost tastes like um, really weak instant coffee. That it smells so weird. <laughs> what a scam! It doesn't even taste like coffee. The little bit it tastes like. Like not great tap water. It tastes like yeah. if you leave a bottle of water in your car and it got really hot and you like some of the you know plastic leached like? into it and then you drink it and you're like, oh, this water tastes like plastic. That's what this tastes like. <laughs> it smells like dirty honey. Dirty honey. <laughs> like honey. Yeah, it smells like well, weird honey. But I feel bad because we were both just saying how so tired we are and I don't really want to drink this coffee. <laughs> I might just keep drinking it to just see if it like gets better as it cools down or something. Yeah. Maybe. Now I'm more curious if I put it in a Mountain Dew if it would actually be good. Yeah. Maybe. I don't really want to try it. I though. don't. Um, I'm curious if it would be better as a cold brew. It's just it has such a faint taste. Well, and I did the max like two teaspoons. Oh, you did two. Yeah. Weird. So that should be strong tasting, and it's like warning: don't do more than that. 100 milligrams of caffeine per serving. I mean... The weird thing is, it doesn't um, give you any type of, like, measurements. So, like, it says one to two teaspoons of the jabby. Yeah. But it doesn't say, like, like how much water. That's fair as well. Like, because you just, just kind of filled up the yeah, cup. Yeah, I just and filled put the cup with water. But you would think it'd be, like, one to te two teaspoons um, per like 300 milliliters. Yeah. Like or if something. anything, this should be on the strong end of the, of yeah, of, whatever. Of the, of like anything wow, you make with weird. Well, it smells like honey, like weird honey, <laughs> weird honey. I think this is going to be a do not recommend for me, boss. Yeah. I want that coffee tea bag back. <laughs> Why is it? So anyways. I can't even like, I don't even know what to say right now, to be honest. <laughs> oh my gosh. So this is definitely, man, we thought ice cap day was like rock bottom for us as specialty coffee guys. But this, I, I want my ice cap back. Yeah. I kind of want to try it. After we turn, after we turn the cameras off, I want to try like a teaspoon in like like six to eight ounces of water yeah i'm gonna we're gonna do that we'll, we'll update like, you on instagram even though we always say we're gonna post something on instagram we don't yeah but and we say um, we're gonna do a series of short videos called real shorts and i'll do the first one and kyle will do the second one and i do the first one it gets like 10 views and then kyle just lets that thing die <laughs> I'll, maybe i'll do it eventually <laughs> well um, now that we've had our amazing coffee and we're ready to go, um, I do. Okay, sorry, I'm just sticking on this right now. But like, I feel a little bit more like awake because I said before hitting record, like I'm so tired right now. But I don't know if it's more the jolt of like I don't know what's happening here with this, or if it's actually like maybe it's just like pure caffeine that they forgot to put flavor in or something yeah. like i don't know i think it's just your zeal for this podcast which brings us to our topic for the day which is zeal we've decided to talk about zeal 
basically why we're doing this is because it came up in conversation and we thought, hey, we should talk about this podcast. And, and now you get to listen. Version. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically what this topic came out of is um, I was uh, I had a birthday the other week. Happy birthday. And uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, what tends to happen on birthdays on the social media platform Facebook is everyone uh, sees that it's your birthday and then says happy birthday to you. Whether they're um, actually friends with you or not, or if they knew you 15 years ago. You don't even have to type it now. You get a notification that says <laughs> yeah. it's Kyle McDonald's I birthday. Know. You tap the notification and it posts happy birthday to your wall. Yeah, so um, that happened that day. But um, what it then got me to start thinking was that, you know, there's people who post happy birthday on my wall and stuff. And I mentioned to you that there was someone who posted on my wall. And then I was like, oh, I like, you know, haven't talked to them in a long time. But then I uh, remember that the last time, <laughs> are you not enjoying that? I'm coffee? not enjoying <laughs> I'm going to just drink my water bottle. Uh, anyways, then um, uh, it brought me back like, I don't know, eight, ten years in my life and started reflecting at a real like, inner um crisis you know <laughs> but basically what happened is uh i started thinking about it and like the last time i talked to this person it was about um spiritual things but then literally um in my message to them uh one time i was i hadn't talked to them in a while i guess and i was like hey are you a christian <laughs> and uh um then we just started talking about church stuff and Christian stuff. They weren't, mm. they were like kind of like searching or whatever. The reason I tell this story is because what it made me think about was the fact that, you know, a while back, this was like right when I was, I think in Bible college or maybe like just out of it or something. Mm -hmm. What tends to happen in an environment like that or like a camp or something is you get really like excited about your faith and about God. And then, um, you have a great zeal for him. And so mm. you want other people to know about him as well. And you're willing to be more bold. And I was saying to you that I feel like I could honestly say that um, I don't often have that same type of zeal even now, even though I'm like, you know, doing ministry stuff and um, the Bible is a huge part of my life and everything, preaching, all that kind of stuff is. Mm -hmm. So um, we decided, let's talk about zeal. So first of all, what is zeal? Because I realized a few years ago when I was at a youth conference um, that um, people didn't know what zeal was. It's, all, it's kind of been a word that I've always seemed to like know for some reason. Yeah. Um, as like enthusiasm or something. But the, the worship leader at this youth conference decided to sing a song called zeal and he was like i didn't know what this meant when i first <laughs> heard, heard the song i just really liked it and so then i looked it up and this is what it means so let's sing that's fun so what does zeal mean cody zeal is a great energy or enthusiasm in pursuit of a cause or an objective 
Is that your definition? That's the one I just read out of your notes. Yeah, it's from Google. <laughs> is it from Google? Yeah. Ze yeah, zeal is, is like a, a passion. It's that kind of that stirring in you, that thing that gets you kind of, it's that thing that worship leaders want you to have at youth conferences, you know? So you're all jumping around. Yeah, it's that, uh, that kind of like, I don't know if you had that like burning heart since not not heartburn like what this coffee is gonna give me but like you know where you're kind of like oh i gotta talk about it like and it's like hot in your chest and you're like oh i just gotta gotta talk about it. i gotta do it yeah. i gotta do something like i think that's like an, a very like full high amount high level of zeal but sort of that it's that that drive that inner passion and excitement yeah and so when it comes to um Christianity and our faith in God. Um, the Bible does talk about zeal fairly often, specifically, or um, even in kind of like broader terms, you can mm. speak about it. But Romans 12, verse 11, tells us to be zealous. It says, Do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord. Um, and the word for like fervent in spirit is basically describing what that zeal is supposed mm. to be like. And so it's like what you were just saying where, um, fun fact, the word fervent comes from, I think it was Latin. I should have Every word this. comes from Latin. Ah, uh, yes. Fervent from fervens in Latin, which means boil. Nice. That's the etymology of the word. Um, but basically what, you know, fervent has this idea of like boiling that sense of like you, you have to get something out. So yeah. when it says do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit. That's the description of it, is like you have this desire in your spirit to mm. to speak about God and to um to tell others about him. And so um we are told to be zealous, we're commanded to be zealous, not be slothful in our zeal. So let's talk. Let's talk about <laughs> zeal. Um I thought a good jumping off point for us would be Romans 10, verse 1 and 2. Um, so I'll read it. Brethren, my heart's desire and my prayer to God for them is for their salvation. For I testify about them that they have a zeal for God, but not in accordance with knowledge. Yeah. I think that, wow, that just really, it's good timing because we're recording, but that just struck me how much was like, I testify about them that, that they have a zeal for God where I think of how many times in ministry where I'm like, I just want to see people excited about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like, I just want to see people care. I want to see people put in some effort talking about it because it seems like so many uh, people in our churches that we interact with and, and even ourselves, like all, all end up in the same place where it's sort of just going through the motions. Like yeah. you go to church, maybe you like, I, I bet statistically the majority of Christians don't do a daily devotions, but like maybe you read your Bible in the morning or you pray in the morning or before bed or at a meal if even, um, but like think of when, when doing ministry, that's that thing that I want to see is I want to see someone like be like, like it clicks and it dawns on them and they're like, this is exciting. Mm -hmm. This is big. This is big news. God is real. And that's sort of a thing where uh, I, I guess we will talk about a little bit, like how we 
can stir up zeal, how we can be zealous. But I think it, it should be natural when we really grasp God, mm-hmm. like when we have an understanding of who he is and that he exists. Because you think about like, like big athletes, like people that are really passionate about hockey and they're like, oh man, Wayne Gretzky, Wayne yeah. Gretzky so good. Like, and if we think about how great God is, if we actually can conceptualize it, if we can actually hold even like some glimpse of his greatness in our mind, it should turn into zeal. It should overflow in some way. Yeah, it's this, um, it's this having this great passion for who God is and knowing who he is and and that passion comes out of that. I think that's where um, when Paul says, right, they have a zeal for God, but not in accordance with knowledge is what we're saying. Like it comes with the knowledge that you have of God. So mm-hmm. one of the first things is that zeal is more than an emotion. Like yeah. it has that emotional side to it where you're like super passionate about it and you're just like loving your relationship with mm-hmm. God and really wanting, you know, getting in his word and everything. But um, it's more than, than just that. Um, John Piper um, wrote about this and he said, you can have a zeal for God and not be saved. Um, you can pour your energies into a lot of things. And he, he talks about like social action, justice, helping the poor, all that kind of stuff. Um, and can feel very passionate about them. Uh, very godly things, even like, theological education and still not be saved Mm -hmm. just because you have a zeal um doesn't mean that you're saved yeah and speaking to that idea of like just having this emotion and this passion that you know it's all we'll take i mean we can take um like theological education and stuff right like guys who go off to bible college and girls who go off to bible college um get super excited about how much they're learning and what they've learned. And oftentimes what will happen is you'll go back to your church and be like, everyone here's an idiot. Yeah. And everything's wrong with this and I need to change it all up. First first year Bible college syndrome. Yeah, exactly. And it's like great amount of zeal for it, but like it's misplaced. I think, yeah, you'll see that with a lot of new ideas or new concepts. Or I was thinking about this recently because, um, you know, I have friends who are really passionate about the environment, mm-hmm. really passionate about the environment. And they're, they're always talking about it. And they're like, how are you not zealous for their environment? Like, how do you not get excited? And then other people are really zealous about like, um, you know, abused women and children and like taking care of them. And, and they're like, you're not zealous about the same thing. Like, how can you not? And, but then there's things like I have my own random things like, uh, I don't, unless like need to, I don't buy bottled water mm-hmm. because I think clean drinking water should be a human right, not a commodity. But then like no, <laughs> nobody else is zealous about that. And yeah. it's like weird how we'll get zealous about something and sort of like shut everyone down. I think this is especially relevant. Um, we just did our, our series, our Calvinism series. Yes. And, and in Calvinism, there's something that's called the, the cage stage. You, do very you ha- aware of do you have a cage stage? stage probably i think so i don't know if i did and i think it's because of the unique way that came about basically what the cage stage is is when people especially young people discover calvinism they discover the doctrines of grace and and like like this is true i'm gonna hold to this 
they usually like they don't shut up about it they get really zealous yeah but in like a really obnoxious way like in a way that's putting others down and just like is exhausting and creating division mm -hmm. and the joke is like they need to just be put in a cage for a bit until they cool off so it's yeah. called cage stage calvinism yeah it's a, a desire for um calvinism and leaving behind like the greater goal yeah. which is like that people would know christ yeah and that's what it really comes down to with zeal for the lord and zeal in the christian life is um you can be zealous about all this stuff and like even we see churches with like kind of more um more of a focus on justice and stuff these days mm -hmm. and super zealous about justice and you know seeing um you know feeding the poor yep. giving clothing whatever it is right whatever issue it is um but then it's like all about that mm. and that's what's like this is who we are as a church this is what we do as a church um and we want to see other people doing this as well but then it's you know missing with all that zeal for those things you're missing out on that desire to see people live a godly life instead of just like yeah. a life that's this kind of like focused on this one thing that you're zealous for and you lose jesus in, the, in your pursuit of mm -hmm. of that because you're wanting people to be so passionate about not buying bottled water or something yeah. right or yeah and, and even theology you can be so so zealous about theology that you're not actually zealous about jesus that you lose sight of the gospel like um oh, i was trying to think there's a quote there's something along the lines of like i don't i'm not interested in converting people to my theology I'm, or saving people to my theology i'm in, in interested in saving people to christ yeah and yeah it's just interesting the the way we can get zealous almost easier about things about smaller things and i think it's probably mm -hmm. because we can conceptualize them easier yeah uh, there whenever the super bowl is happening because it always mm -hmm. happens on a sunday um it's always this so i like growing up i had like evening services of churches yeah. that a bunch of churches still do but it's old school now or whatever. But um, the Super Bowl usually went into that. Yeah. Or um, even like a few years ago, the um, in one of the Olympics, the the Canadian gold medal hockey game was um, a Sunday morning, mm -hmm. and so it potentially was going to go into like service time. Yeah, and there was all this like talk of like well, do you love Jesus more? Do you love your football? Or do you love Jesus more or, or hockey? And we're going to talk about, like, in another episode about, like, joy in those things and stuff. Mm -hmm. But there's, like, a huge balance to that. And, like, it is a good question to ask. Like, it's, like, is church more of an inconvenience for you? Is your relationship with God more of an inconvenience for you? Um at the same time, you're allowed to enjoy these things as well. But yeah. oftentimes what can happen is our zeal for, you know, sports or justice or whatever starts to trump and override our zeal for God. And that's yeah. when the issue comes. Like, you're like, you know, there's things that you have to really think about in your own heart when you make those types of decisions. Like, oh, we're missing church this Sunday as a family because of this thing. You yeah. have to think in your heart, like, is this a, out of a pure motive or, you know? And then 
even then there's there's if you're just going oh i really want to watch this hockey game but i'm going to discipline myself to go to church then it's still not zeal mm-hmm. that you're that zeal for the lord and you're just doing it because you're supposed to yeah yeah i th- well i think we should just talk about like how how we become zealous i guess rather than just like i don't want this to to get discouraging Mm -hmm. or like we're just pointing fingers but um i just preached recently we're preaching through matthew uh on the the demoniac which is a fun word the demon demon oppressed man who is delivered by jesus uh in matthew's account he uh matthew lists two men is that a contradiction in the gospels no this let's jump off on that. probably one man was <laughs> more interesting than the other like who knows it's such a like it does not contradict if like if i was like yeah there's like 40 customers in the cafe and you're like there's 30 customers in the cafe it's not doesn't mean one of us was lying it just means we have different perceptions yeah. but anyways <laughs> just a side note for everyone yeah uh wait matthew 8 i'll kind of actually I guess really I want to go to Mark after all of that hype. Wow. Well, because Matthew A is where I preached from, but then... Yeah, Mark 5. Well, I'll read part of this. <laughs> just, just going back and forth here. It must be that coffee that's Put your finger causing in it. to... Well, because you, you, you'll remember what I mean here, because basically Matthew's... Uh, Jesus comes, uh, coming right out of calming the storm says he comes to the, the country of the Gadarenes and two demon-possessed men meet him. Coming out of the tombs, they're so fierce that no one could pass that way. Um, there's two demon-possessed guys. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It was an hour-long sermon, and I'm just going to get into a <laughs> sermon. But there's these two guys. They're, they're naked. They're, they've lost everything. They live amongst dead bodies. They're completely unclean. They're completely social outcasts. They're violent. It says people were so afraid of them that they detour around that area mm-hmm. to avoid them. No one went near these guys. These guys had no uh, sense of control. Whenever they'd be like chained up, they'd break the chains and run into the wilderness. They had no control over their lives. They had no um, decision-making capabilities. They're completely slaves, completely oppressed by these demonic powers. And, and Jesus frees them. And you, we see that uh, when, when he does this, he, he sends the demons out into some pigs. The herdsmen who own the pigs go into the town, tell everyone, Jesus just you know, sent the demons from those guys and the pigs and the pigs died and those guys are free now and everyone comes out and the way Matthew ends it is it says everyone came out and they and they saw the the pigs were gone, they saw the men had been clean. In the other accounts we read that they're now clothed and sitting at the feet of Jesus and they're freaked out. Mm-hmm. They're not happy. They're just like, we don't like this. Go away, Jesus. And the reason why I want to, I said, let's, we should actually go to Mark is because Matthew ends it with that, with them saying, get out of here, Jesus. But Mark highlights this. This is Mark 5, starting verse 18. He says, as he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed with demons begged him that he might be with him. 
And he did not permit him, but said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. And the man went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis, which is like the province basically, how much Jesus had done for him and everyone marveled. And the reason why I bring this up when we're talking about zeal is because sort of the the point I had in my in my sermon and the point I think I'm, I want to make today is that this man was zealous. He was on fire. He was excited to go and proclaim what Jesus had done for him. And this whole Decapolis means 10 cities. This whole, it's like saying tri-city, mm-hmm. but it's a 10 city area. And all of these, this whole region proclaiming in a way that people marveled. And it's because of this awareness, because it was fresh. Yeah. He came out of the worst oppression imaginable and was freed, given back his, his, his mind, given back his, his agency, was able to put on clothes and, and kind of get his life back. But more than that, he was given a new purpose. Mm-hmm. Jesus gives him this, this quest, if you will, this charge to go and tell everyone what the Lord has done for him. Yeah, it's... Uh we talked about it before is like this mindset that leads to action. Mm-hmm. And he was, I mean, this goes into like, how can we be zealous? Um, one of the points we had is just dwelling on your salvation. Like he was set free from this great oppression that he was under. And so all they could, he just wanted to be with Jesus. He just wanted to like be mm-hmm. with him and go along with him. And um, you see the zeal, even in that of wanting to be with Jesus, but then Jesus gives him this new quest mission yeah. to say, go and tell your family, tell your friends about what Jesus has done for you. And he goes to the 10 cities and he's like, look, I was that crazy guy on that hill and Jesus set me free. And so that's like dwelling on your salvation, what you've been set free from. We always seem to see the most zeal in like people who it's fresh for their, mm-hmm. their new converts or it's really um, like, Maybe they're they're longtime churchgoers, but it became real to them. Yeah, like they really got a grasp. You see that ze- that zealous zealousy, <laughs> that zeal, <laughs> in, in people who it's it's fresh and they have this new appreciation because they don't have to to work to remember it. Mm-hmm. They don't have to work to remember where they were and who they were. Um. And, and what God did to free them out of it and who they've now become. But as us, like, we're talking about it all the time and, and teaching it, but it, it's almost like old news because of that. Right. Where we need to be intentional and, and constantly preaching the gospel to ourselves and constantly remembering who we were and what we've been freed from and how and who we've been made now. Yeah, exactly. I think that's why when you hear testimonies from people too, um, a, a little sense of that zeal comes back to you because you're like, oh, this is amazing. Like, mm. look at what Christ has done in this person's life. Um, the other one would be that we have is, is knowledge of God. How can I become more zealous dwelling on your salvation, but also a knowledge of God? Um, I'm a huge proponent of this, um, but just the idea of like, Call it theological education. You don't have to go mm. to a school to do that. Like you can just do it on your own. Go on YouTube and look up sermons or whatever. Um, 
listen to a podcast like Pastors with Pour Overs. Or maybe that. Read a book. Read a book <laughs> every once in a while. There are short books you can read. Yeah. But knowing who God is leads us to a zealous life. Like mm. when we understand how great he is and how awesome he is, um, you talked about, like you mentioned like Wayne Gretzky and people are like, well, Gretzky's the best ever or whatever. Yeah. Like, and, you know, even today in the NHL or any like sports league, like there's those guys who people are like, Messi's the best soccer player ever. He's like, no, Ronaldo is. And they like get in fights about it. But like how much greater is God and knowing how great he is leads you to that zeal as well. Um, I think for both of us, we've mentioned that reading the book, The Holiness of God by R.C. Sproul brought about a new sense of zeal when we read it. Um, Just focusing on who God is and his holiness. Um, it's incredible. Literally, if you're not a reader, like go search up the holiness of God by R.C. Sproul on YouTube and you'll get some like shorter class clips and even just him hearing him speak about it. Mm. I think we'll spur you on as well. Different sermons as well. Um, one for me was. Um, I mean, it's called like Don't Waste Your Life, I think, um, by Piper. Yeah. It's his famous one at Passion 2001 where he about seashells yeah if you don't know what that is you should go listen to it um but just that they're boasting in the in the cross that's what it is it's called yeah. boasting in the cross by john piper listening to that sermon for the first time for me was another one where i was like wow like i like getting that zeal for god back so just that knowledge of god will will help you become more zealous as well mm. yeah Hol- holiness of god absolutely that book was a big one for me because i think that he, well, Sproul just constantly does it for me. We does such a good job of highlighting the magnitude of God Hmm. and the sheer like greatness and glory and holiness of God. And if we can like not just dwell on our limited understanding, but constantly be like gaining from other people's understanding, other people's views of him. I I think there's a a C.S. Lewis quote and i i don't have it and it's quite long but basically talks about how um you you only really truly know your friend when you see them with other friendships how like he never knew how hard his one friend could laugh until he saw him with another friend who could make him laugh especially hard and how like we each have our own like understanding of god and because of that we can help each other to have a fuller view of him and mm. the yeah that book definitely for me like i think that was one where well i do it all the time if i'm reading a book you hear me talk about yeah, it talk about it i don't I just, even have to read the books anymore yeah you all you know all about the covenants and scripture now because i just finished uh, the mystery of christ's covenant in his kingdom by samuel renahan yeah on amazon it's <laughs> <laughs> a little plug there but but yeah like just learning and whatever way you have to learn if it's not a book if you learn from a sermon follow an instagram account yeah that posts some quotes or some memes some like a (laughs) podcast whatever it is that's gonna get you excited yeah and yeah it's kind of like sad to me when people try one thing and then give up yeah whether like i tried listening to john MacArthur but he's boring so i'm just gonna never consume christian content again and it's like well he's a pretty like specific like style yeah Yeah, like not everyone's gonna love john mccarthy like 
try try something else or listen to a podcast or read a book or whatever you have to do but yeah do whatever you can to to learn more about god because that will help in your zeal as well so final thing we have um is ask god Hmm. that's a good place to start as well um in matthew jesus says ask and you shall receive um james speaks of it when speaking about wisdom if any of you lacks wisdom ask of god um always whenever it's a situation especially when it comes to zeal like if you're um feeling down or depressed or um don't have that zeal for god like you Mm -hmm. once had or you want that zeal that you see in other people um bring it to prayer and ask him for it uh one of my favorite bands one of my favorite albums recently is king's kaleidoscope love king's kaleidoscope they're great if you want to learn more about zeal in a musical form, listen to their album, Zeal. Shout out. Sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they have an album called Zeal, which, I mean, even for me, um, when I listened to the album all the way through, really kind of like stirred up that, uh, that attitude in me mm. as well. Um, it's such a great album talking about this kind of fight for faith and this fight to have a zeal for God again. Um, and... Uh, there's, I mean, specifically a song called The Rush. There's like three parts to it in the album. But uh, a little poetry for you here. He says, waking up to face the haze of apathy, show me every grace I lost the fight to see, remedy the peace of faith that broke in me. And what he's talking about there is like, we often can wake up and feel apathetic or we can go about in our lives and have this faith in Christ, but feel the apathy that we have. Um, and what we need is for God to show us once again his grace in our lives mm. um, and glimpses of that and people in our lives to, to show us that once again. Uh, remedy the peace of faith that broke in me. Um, there's something happened in your life or um, you just are kind of at a standstill in your faith and it feels like a, a piece of your faith is just broken. Um, asking God to remedy that with his word and with other people mm. or things you listen to um that's really what we need to be doing is asking god for that the album does a great job putting it yeah. to, to music and lyrics i i think there's like a weird um oh i lost the word negative view uh um a weird stigma about like asking god to reveal himself in some way mm-hmm. that we think like like that's like testing god that is showing a lack of faith but there have def- definitely been times, even in just the last like year or two, um, you know, the year 2020 was rough and there was a lot of discouragement. It was a hard year to be mm-hmm. a pastor. And there are times where I'm like, God, I need something. Give me something, a break. Give me something. And often came through in like unusual ways. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, it's reading a verse and that's always what, you know, (laughs) kind of the stereotypical answer is, but sometimes it's a new friend. Sometimes it's some like crazy breakthrough. Sometimes it's him working in someone else's life. And then that is what fires me up and gives me the renewed zeal to continue on. Yeah. But there's definitely nothing wrong with with asking God to, to make himself real to you and to, to, just show you a, a glimpse like Moses asked to to see him and to see his glory. 
Yeah. And he's like, well, no, you'll die, but I'll give you a glimpse. And, and he passes by and basically Moses sees his, his rear effectively. And just that, that encounter was enough that when he went back down to the people, his face was glowing so vibrantly mm-hmm. that everyone thought he was God and they all hid their faces from him. And, but like, it's not a, a, an act of doubt or like a wrong thing to just ask God to like give you something to give you some more zeal to show you something. Yeah, exactly. Always uh, go to God in prayer. So remember your salvation and dwell on it. Uh, learn more about God and ask him um, for that even glimpse of, of faith that you need in your life. Once again, uh, Romans twelve eleven. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Um, that's zeal. Yeah. I love the word too. Zeal? <laughs> like just I like saying the word We've zeal. We've been saying it. I said it like a couple of times even at church this morning. <laughs> yeah. Just because, yeah. We're thinking it's about it. Cool, it's a good word. Cool word. And it's, uh, it's a lot to, to think about and work through. So... Um, I didn't drink much of my coffee today. I didn't drink very much either. Uh, I, would I like did strangely wake up a little bit in it, but um, yeah, it's not good. I would like, like to. My mouth feels really dry right get now. Get a different coffee. Yeah, let's let's go make <laughs> another cup of coffee. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We're happy that you're here, and we're excited to continue on in this podcasting journey with you. Yeah. Um, be sure to, to like if you're in an app that has that option or follow, subscribe, whatever the terminology is. Um, leave a comment that that's helpful for us to kind of just see that you're real people and to see that there's more than just our mothers listening. And so if you commented that Javi wasn't good, we probably wouldn't have gotten it. So yeah, that's true. You could have spared us. Yeah. But thanks. <laughs> but yeah, we love we love to interact with you guys. Um, if you, we love it when you tell others about it, and we love it when you ask us tough questions. We we've had an episode that came out of a tough question, and I've sent some really long <laughs> messages, messages back yeah. to people, which I probably should have just made episodes. Yeah, but whatever. yeah, it's good. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. We're gonna go make some good coffee now. <laughs>